Welcome to the teaching on Peace Not Panic. My name is Chaplain Gail Crock. I'm president and co-founder of the Spiritual Care Consultants of West Michigan. And I am very excited that you have chosen to join me in this teaching. As you saw when you opened the CD album, you saw that there were two CDs on the inside. The first one is simply a teaching that will explain the process of receiving healing from anxiety and panic attacks. The second CD is to be used as a tool. The purpose of that CD will help train and equip you to be able to calm yourself down and to stop the anxiety and the panic when it comes. At first, you won't feel very good at it. But as you practice the process, what you will find is you will begin to get control of anxiety and panic when it happens. Now, you might ask me a question, when did you become such an expert on this? And I am really glad you've asked that question today. Over the past two years, I have had a chance to work with many different clients who are experiencing panic and anxiety. Some clients were experiencing extreme anxiety and panic. And from working with them, we have developed tools and techniques that we have found that have been very helpful in reducing panic and anxiety by 30% and more, and in some cases, even seeing the anxiety and panic come to a stop. And so what I want to do today is I want to share with you, first of all, what some of the symptoms were that these clients were going through, because I think it really helps to know that you are not the only one that has gone through this experiences or these experiences. And yet, I think it really helps to know that you can get victory. You can get your life back. You can get your peace back. It won't be an easy process necessarily, but if you work on it, you can find the victory through Christ Jesus our Lord. So let's take a moment to look at what are some of the symptoms that some of the clients I've worked with have experienced. So I have a list of 13 symptoms. Now, if something you're experiencing isn't on here, it's okay. But here are some of the common symptoms that clients have experienced. Number one, shaking waves that go through their body uncontrollably. Number two, an immediate feeling to abandon the place that they are in in public. Number three, shaking being so bad it made it very difficult to stand or walk. Number four, a loss of appetite. Number five, fear gripping the brain, making it very difficult to control negative thoughts that are coming into the brain at random. Number six, there was a feeling that something was seriously going wrong in the internal wiring of their brain. Number seven, the feeling of being out of control. Number eight, the feeling to escape are overwhelming. Number nine, total embarrassment. Number 10, shame flooding the soul. Number 11, the heart racing. Number 12, blood pressure skyrocketing. And number 13, feeling hot and flushed. I also want to say that it's important to know that anxiety is like a wave. It comes, it starts, it builds, it goes to a peak, and then it diminishes and stops. 
I want you to know that it will end. And so when you keep this in mind, I think it's very important. Now, many times when people are experiencing panic attacks and high anxiety, they're always taken to an emergency room or to their doctor. And what happens is all they do is give you a medication and send you home. This is a good point in this teaching to go into the seven keys to help you to reduce anxiety and panic to the point where eventually it stops. Because key number one is this, go to your doctor and get checked out. And you might say, well, why isn't key number one? Go to the Lord. Well, you know what? He's always number one, and he should always be the first thing we do. But if you go to your doctor and get checked out, and your doctor says, there's nothing wrong with you, you are okay, your body is fine, your heart is good, everything's good. Well, having that out of the way, going to your doctor helps you to remain strong when the symptoms are unbearable. The reason we want you to go to your doctor is we never want you to put yourself at risk, and it's always good to be checked out. But many times, people that have experienced high anxiety and panic find themselves going into the doctor sometimes two or three times a month. Well, once you've been to the doctor, you know you're okay, so then you can stand firm and walk through the healing process that I'm about to talk about. Point number two, find a peaceful friend that you can trust to help you with this process. Now, the key in finding a peaceful friend is that your friend must be peaceful. Now, you might say, well, that's obvious. Well, if you find someone that struggles with anxiety and panic, just like you, and you go into your panic and anxiety, you're liable to trigger them to do the same, and that won't help anyone you'll both just be in trouble. So you need to find someone who does not struggle or have anything in common with what you're struggling with so that when you are in the midst of anxiety and panic, your friend can remain strong and help you walk through the process and let you know that you're going to be all right. Key number three is get your soul healed from the events that have caused the wounds in your soul that your anxiety and panic attacks are flowing out of. 1 John 3 verse 2, the writer says, Beloved, I pray that you would prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. Now, if your soul is not prospering, you are not prospering. And really, Panic, anxiety are not the problems. They are the symptoms of a greater problem that haven't been dealt with for a long time. You might say, what do you mean? Well, panic and anxiety flow out of wounds that you have on your soul. Now, you might say, well, explain to me, what is a soul wound? Well, the best way I can explain a soul wound to you is by giving you an illustration called soul slivers. 1 Thessalonians 5.23 says, May the God of peace, the God himself, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless to the coming of our Lord. Now we know according to scripture you have a spirit, a soul, and a body. 
And according to scripture, the soul is the seat of the intellect, will, and emotions. And I want you to remember that because that's going to come handy later on in the illustration. One day I was outside working in the lumber yard and I got a great big sliver in my finger. So the first thing I did is I went to someone and had them take it out. And the reason I had them take it out is because I did not want that sliver to get infected. Because if you leave a sliver in your finger, eventually it would get infected and the the infection would go up your finger to your hand, to your arm, and be detrimental to your health. Well, in life, we experience events that stick in our souls like a sliver in the finger. And if you don't get healing for those events, you get what I would call a soul infection, which is evidenced by stress, anxiety, depression, anger, rage, panic, and so on and so forth. You could just name many other things. So if you continue not to get healing for those events and you let one event pile up on another event and another event, eventually the first place that's going to be affected is your mind. You might say, how's my mind affected? It's affected by anxiety. So you go to your doctor and you say, doctor, doctor, I'm having a lot of anxiety in my mind. And so then he gives you a medication. Now, you know you're doing better, but you know if it wasn't for the medication, you still have the issue. So if you leave memories and emotions and feelings go long enough, they can cause chemical reactions and changes in your body, which can cause physical sicknesses and illnesses like Epstein-Barr, fibromyalgia, irritable bowel, and chronic panic and anxiety, which are more of the mental illness type. So the key here is to go back and get healing for those events that on your worst day, you can't get them out of your mind. So let's talk about what some events might be. I have five examples that I would like to bring out, but I know that this list is not complete. Number one, you could have been through a car accident. Number two, child abuse. Number three, rape. Number four, the rejection by a parent. Number five, a death from a loved one, and much more. And here's what's so critical in this process. It is so critical that you take the time to get healing from those wounds in your soul that is causing your panic and anxiety. So you have to take the time to go back to the past to get the healing you need so that you can be free from the panic and anxiety. Key number four, you can do it. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, I'm very aware right now that you may not have a you can do it attitude. You might be saying, I don't know how I can do it. Well, the key is you can do it through Christ who gives you strength. So I want you to say, Lord, I don't know how we're going to do it, but we're going to do it through your help. And one of the keys in stopping the anxiety and panic is being aware the moment you begin to feel it so that you can go to that second CD and begin to walk through the breathing exercises, the relaxation, and calming yourself down and asking the Lord for help. And I want to say this, never, never, never give up. 
practice this process each and every day. It's going to take time to stop the anxiety and panic because you've been so used to going down a certain path, but God is helping you today and he's going to give you the strength and the power to develop a new way of thinking and to stop the anxiety and panic. Key number five, taking authority. Second Timothy 1 7 says, For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. Now, I just want to take a moment to say, stress, anxiety, depression, and panic are human emotions. But when those emotions are getting really bad, I believe there are tormenting spirits that are behind those emotions. Because the Bible says in 2 Timothy that God hath not given you a spirit of fear. So you can ask the Lord to bind those spirits and to take them away. The word bind in the Greek means to not allow to operate. So you can ask the Lord to take them away. But when you do, you must always change what you're thinking on and go to the second CD and do your breathing exercise and begin to calm yourself down. This is a process that you will do over and over again. But I want to say you can do it. Key number six, deep, slow, controlled breathing with a focus point with anointed music. I just want to say this from the clients that I have been with in the past, the deep, slow, controlled breathing with music has really helped to get the anxiety and panic under control. So you want to be able to take your time to do that exercise and you want to take time to practice it over and over again. As you are practicing this, it is important for you to have a focus point. So your focus might be the sound of my voice. Maybe your focus is Jesus, the Prince of Peace. Or you might focus on a place that you've been that brings you peace. Or just the sound of my voice saying, breathe in and breathe out. Another reason I know that music helps with panic and anxiety, there is a scripture in 1 Samuel 16, 23. This is the story of King Saul. He would be tormented in his house and he would not be able to sleep because his anxiety would be so high. And what he would do is he would ask for David to come and play the harp. And when David would play the harp, the torment, and the panic, and the anxiety would leave. So as we do the deep breathing, and as you listen to the music, just focus on either my voice or the Lord coming to you, taking your anxiety away, and you resting in his peace. Key number seven, stand on God's promise of peace. Now, I want to say to you today, it's God's will for you to be filled with his peace. Isaiah 9, 6 says, And he will be called, meaning Jesus, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. I really love that. And my prayer for you today is that the Prince of Peace would stand by your side and you would receive a new revelation of that peace in your life. Isaiah 26, 3 says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace 
whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. Now the key in keeping this peace is you must keep your mind fixed on the Lord. Just like when Peter was asked to step out of the boat and he walked on the water, he was doing fine until he got his eyes on the waves and then he began to sink because he lost his peace and he got his eyes off the Lord. John fourteen twenty seven. Jesus said, My peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. And the key in the scripture is this. When God gives you his peace, nothing or no one has the right to take it away. And if you find that you do not have peace, it's because many times we and you and I have allowed the circumstances of life to rob us of that peace. All Satan is, is a robber. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. John 16.33 says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. Take heart, I have overcome the world. Now Jesus tells us ahead of time that in this world we will have trouble and that in him we may have peace. And the reason he uses may is because as long as we keep our eyes on him, we will keep our peace that he has given us. So if you find today that you have lost your peace, I want you to get your eyes off your circumstances and back on the Lord and take your peace back. Now I want to take a moment to pray for you because I realize that you're probably wondering, can I do this? You might even be feeling overwhelmed, but I want to say to you that you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. You know, 2,000 years ago, Jesus died on a rugged cross and he descended into hell. And when he went down, he took the keys of death, hell, and the grave from Satan and he arose victorious and he bought and paid for and won the victory over everything you could ever suffer. So the victory has already been won and you're just fighting for the final manifestation in your life. So I really want to take a moment today and pray for you. Lord, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice today. I pray that your peace and your presence would be with them. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would bind every tormenting spirit that is coming against them through your precious name and blood. I pray that your angel, the angel of your presence, would be with them. But most of all, Lord, I pray that you would be with them because you are the Prince of Peace. I pray that you would give them hope, power, and strength today. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I just really want to encourage you, if you haven't done it already, set up an appointment with spiritual care to go through personal ministry. To receive personal ministry, call the patient intake line at 269-929-2901. Thank you for joining me for this teaching, and may God richly bless you.